We've all heard the phrase, opposites attract, and it's absolutely true for a lot of couples, maybe most couples. Uh, Certainly, as the years have clicked off for Dina and me, my wife, we've seen that we really are opposite on some things. I mean, she just tears into the kitchen and leaves all the cupboards open, and and she's a working woman in the kitchen, and I am so methodical, and I put things away as I use them, and she has a total opposite approach. Now, is one right and the other wrong? No, but I was drawn to her creative energy and that that um, approach to life, that ah, all-in approach that Dina had, and I'm still attracted to it. I just have to remember every now and then that's what drew me to her. I'm John Fuller, joined by my colleague, Erin Smalley. Normally, her husband, Dr. Greg Smalley, uh, would be in here with us. He's out of the office today. Erin, um, Greg's not here, so you can say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was one or what were a couple of things that attracted you to Greg early on in your relationship? Yeah, and this will shock you, but his sense of humor yeah. and brought so much fun we had so much fun between just going to the mall or we would go I'm to sorry, the park. Going to the mall is fun. It was back then. Okay. He doesn't he doesn't <laughs> do that anymore. But you know, we would play pickup basketball games at the park and we just had so much fun. We just did crazy things together and had so much fun. And we were genuinely great friends. Yeah. And and we had so much fun. I well, mean it just was Same for John and Dina. And and then Time clicks away, and those differences, uh, those opposites become a little bit challenging. And that's why we're going to a conversation with Melanie Shankel, who wrote a fun book about marrying your opposite and the differences you can have. Uh, The title of the book should tell you uh, the sense of humor with which Melanie wrote. It's called The Antelope in the living room. That's a great story. If you missed it, that's in the last episode. Right now, though, let's go ahead and listen to Melanie as she talked to Jim Daly and me about ways she's different from her husband, Perry. Talk about that, the differences. Why do you think God um, puts that in us to be attracted to someone that doesn't think the way we think? Is it to get rid of our selfishness? <laughs> I think that's a part of it. I think it's to get rid of your selfishness. And I think it's to to just kind of refine each other. You know, I just, especially as Perry and I have been married, you know, longer and longer, I just see in so many aspects, whether it's parenting or in social settings or, you know, whatever it is, that we just, our strengths and weaknesses are really designed to complement each other. I mean, the places where I tend to, you know, have weaknesses and maybe not stand up for myself or maybe not say no or overcommit, you know, that's where Perry will come in and be like, you just need to tell him no. I'll tell him no for you. You know, it's it's that and it helps, it balances us out. And I think God does that to create, I mean, you know, the two become one and ideally that's one balanced person. And I think that works well when you've got your different strengths. And it can also create great tension. Oh, for sure. And uh, it may not come out in the nice <clears throat> phase of your relationship. Perhaps <laughs> the dating phase, you kind of look right through it. You may be mm-hmm. blind to it. Yes. Um, shortly after marriage, somewhere along the line, first year, third year, fifth year, those things become more irritants. How, how do we as uh, married people manage that better? Understand that, look, you're not going to be able to control the person you married. You want to become one flesh, but you've got to be able to uh, take a deep breath and realize that God has created your mate in a different way than he created you. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, one of the things I told myself early on um, in marriage and after Perry and I got married and I realized we were different in so many ways. And sometimes I didn't understand 
what his priorities were, or especially, you know, when it comes to money, which is a whole other thing, how we wanted to spend money and what we thought was important and all those different things. But I thought I really want to treat him um, the way I would treat my best friend. And it was that realization of I should be treating my husband with that same kindness mm-hmm. and that same sense of forgiveness because I realized I was so much more willing to overlook things in my best girlfriend than I was in my husband. And I was holding him to a higher standard that ultimately I thought that's not that's not fair. I mean, he's also my best friend in a different way, you know, and just that I need to treat him with that kindness and understanding of who he is and, and what's important to him. Now, looking back, when you and Perry were courting each other, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, tell us a bit about how that came about, given that you're kind of opposite. Um, but how did that come about? And did you not see those things in that context until after you were married? You know, I think that it's interesting. We met, um, we both were at Texas A&M. We met at a Bible study there called Breakaway. And we just were friends, you know, just mutual acquaintances. And then we both ended up in San Antonio after graduation. And that was when we were reintroduced and and met at that time. And I knew, you know, he, he was kind of different to me. I mean, his, his family had grown up with ranches, and he was an outdoorsman. His dad um, had been a big outdoorsman. And so that was such a part of his life. My family's idea of an outdoor activity is golf at best. I mean, that's that's about where we rough it on the golf course, maybe the tennis court sometimes. But, you know, that you was... You don't have a cart. That's, no. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's right. it. That's it. And that's nothing a, that goes bang. Yeah, no. No guns, no, you know. And so I knew that that was part of his... And I loved it. You know, to me, it was interesting to go down there and, and go to the ranch and, and see wild hogs and deer in this whole world that I didn't really even know existed, even though I grew up in Texas, too. I just had such a different city upbringing. But, you know, I think in the way that girls do, you tend to be um, more into all those differences when you're dating. You know, it was kind (laughs) of like, oh, I would love to get up at 5 a.m. and hunt with you. Tell me more about that. And now, you you know, you couldn't pay me to get up at 5 a.m. and go hunt with them. But, you know, when you're dating, you're willing to, you know, take one for the team a little bit. So, uh, (laughs) and then it's later. Maybe it's a bait and switch. Maybe it's not fair of us. Well, I was going to say, that sounds like bait and switch. That's perfect. A little bit, a little bit. But it's accommodation. It is. Yes. It is. And now, you know, I'll still go out and hunt sometimes, but it just requires I need to bring my magazines with me and the temperature needs to be just right. And I need to be preferably in a blind that doesn't have bugs. And, and a know, heater. And a heater, for sure. <laughs> and, and, but other, other than, than that. And microwave. It always yeah. helps to warm up your latte. Yeah. Other than that, I'm like a pioneer. Well, Aaron, we get busy in life, and it's easy to forget those times, those early days, maybe even going back to praying for a spouse. Um, but it's really good for us to go back in time, to revisit uh, those early days and kind of remember why we fell in love, isn't it? It is so healthy, and it has such an impact. When we're reminiscing, it's helping you to remember wow, that's why I was drawn to my spouse. That's why I chose my spouse to commit to live the rest of my life with. And it strengthens that bond between the two of you, as well as um, it makes you recognize, gosh, look at who we were back in the day and look at who we are today. Mm -hmm. And although there has been highs and lows and challenges and great times, you have navigated it together. And what a powerful thing to recognize. Yeah. I've, I've shared with my kids the value to me of being married a long time is that it's safe and I'm known and loved by her and we've been through so much together. We mm. really do make a good team. Mm. And those hard times are, are very emotional and stressful and taxing. But if you stick together, 
and you remember the commitment, and you remember God brought you to me, mm-hmm. then uh, you can press on, and there's a great joy in that. There is. And it's telling those stories of the experiences you've had together. And so, of course, for Greg and I, as speakers and teaching mm-hmm. at marriage events, that's what we do. We tell stories about us. By the way, you are really good as a team. Oh, uh, I, I was at I, an event recently, as you know, and just loved the illustrations. Oh, and, I appreciate yeah. that. It's fun. But it. But what it does is it, I mean, every time we tell a story, it reminds us mm-hmm. of us and stupid things we did <sighs> and fun things that we did. And what I love is I, as we're talking about this, I can just picture our family sitting around our big table. And so often when it's all of us together, we will tell stories. And do you remember when? And it just is such a good reminder of look at what we've done, even as a family. We don't know how much time we have left, but we have more opportunity to make more memories Mm -hmm. together. Let's do that. And let's press on through the differences. Well, Greg and Aaron and the marriage team here at Focus on the Family, every day they walk in, their charge, their heart, their uh, their passion is to help you as a married couple do well. And we've got so many great resources here to help you and your spouse have uh, a really rich relationship. Now, one of those is free, and a million people have taken our marriage assessment. I really highly recommend that as a starting place. If you've not done much together lately, um, just take a few minutes and fill out the, the marriage assessment and compare notes and let that be a talking point for you. And to go a little deeper, um, maybe at the same time when you're online, uh, make a donation to Focus and get the book by Melanie Shankel, The Antelope in the Living Room. It's going to give you some great moments of laughter and some insight probably into where you're at as a couple Um, Not despite, but because of your differences. We've got links to donate, get the book, and take the assessment. All of that in the show notes and more. Next time, we'll hear from Deborah Faleta about healthy types of attraction. And for now, on behalf of the Smalleys and the entire team, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.